This episode of The Minimalists is brought to you by nobody, because advertisements suck. The Minimalists. <laughs> Every little thing you think that you need Every little thing you think that you need Every little thing that's just feeding your greed Oh, I bet that you'd be fine without it Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Minimalist Podcast, where we discuss what it means to live a meaningful life with less. My name is Joshua Fields Milburn. Ryan Nicodemus is not here today because today we're going to talk about hormones. So I wanted a woman to be here. <laughs> and it just so happens that I know a woman. Just one. My wife is here. Rebecca Shern uh, is here. Also, Adam Lamb is here because I actually wanted a person who really knows about hormones. So Adam Lamb from uh, RenewLifeRx.com is, is the website. We're going to be talking to you today, Adam, about, well, we've got a bunch of audience questions, but I thought this was perfect because Bex and I have really been reassessing our sort of life as we approach age 40. We are we are starting to question and, and, and figure out what is optimal for us as we get a little bit older. And so I want to talk about hormones, both female and male hormones and how they change as we get into our 30s and 40s and 50s and, and, and beyond. And I want to talk about what we can do to optimize our hormones to get the best out of life. Uh, how our hormones affect our sleep, our, our stress, our mood, our energy, our sex drive. And then also the opposite of that. How does our diet and sleep and, and sunlight and exercise affect our hormones? We're also going to talk about hormone testing today because that's, a I think, a critical component of all of this. So um, I, I've no, noticed recently, Bex and I were just talking about this. We haven't had many women on the podcast recently. That isn't for, for trying. Like the last couple weeks, actually last, what was it, Sean? I think we've had five weeks in a row where we've had to reschedule different women who to, for being on the podcast. So they've, uh, they've rescheduled, I guess, because of the, I hear there's a pandemic going on. And uh, it's a bit more difficult to get here right now, right? And so um, Bex is here. I want to talk to you about your hormones. Adam, I want to talk to you about her <laughs> hormones as well. Right. She's very hormonal. <laughs> we all are. No, Adam, uh, when, we talk about, when we talk about hormones, it's this catch-all term, right? It's kind of like saying sports right. in a way. What do we mean? Because vitamin D is a hormone, but testosterone is also a hormone. What are we talking about when we talk about hormones? Yeah, and it's a great question. I think that probably one of the biggest disservices to hormones is we talk about it as a blanket statement you know even when you look at you talk you just mentioned sports and you see somebody you're like oh man look at the genetics on that guy uh-huh that's hormones there's right. it's not like necessarily genetic to genetically have good hormones that are helping them be optimal in a from a performance standpoint for example um <clears throat> i think that there's just different hormones through our life that matter more mm -hmm. especially for women as you know, estrogen and some of the, the you know, progesterone and the things that help with baby making are important. But when you're done making babies, it's not as important. Mm -hmm. Still important because they're all important. We want to have balance. Um, and so we really have to go through, you know, what, what we do at our company is go through individually and see like what is important to you because <clears throat> what leads people to us, it's not like they look in the mirror and they go, man, my testosterone must be off, right? Mm -hmm. They just, they feel things. <clears throat> they read things. They research things. And then we do a blood test and we confirm 
what they believe and what they feel. Um, and we find out what, what needs to be optimized. In that. Right. And, and, and because I think most of the time, like when I got my, and we're actually, we have some test results printed out here before and after tests for me and Bex, which we'll try to get to, if not here, at least on the, the maximal episode. But, um, you know, I didn't know much about DHEA. I mean, I knew about testosterone and, and its role. And I, I, but all of these other sort of ancillary hormones, and they're all sort of working together, right? They're not right. standing in separate corners of the room here. Right. Yeah, there is a harmony <clears throat> between the hormones. And, you know, a lot of times, too, there's misconception behind hormones. So when you, we talk about testosterone, we primarily think men, right? Right. We don't think it's got a, it's a big factor in women. You know, I can just think of a, a, a female friend of mine she's 31 she was just in her office and, and i'll use her as an example she's you look at her she's fit she's good looking works out all the time you would say there's nothing wrong with you but she knows that based on how she's eating how hard she has to work out and those things she knows there's something off right but she's 31 she should be healthy she looks great mm-hmm. we check her blood work she has the testosterone of a 70 year old woman mm-hmm. right and so the the things that she knows about herself we don't know outside and even you know your average OBGYN or doctor would say hey look you're looking good you're mm-hmm. fine you should you must be fine right and so but it can also then change she hasn't had her cycle hasn't been normal in six months and so like all these other things you know got married and they, they compile right and and often we overlook what could be going on that you can't solve which is potentially a hormone issue and then there is some things to do around it and bex well. you, you noticed this in your own life like yeah, to me similar. yeah you 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 were the sort of paragon of health to me but you also noticed there were a few things off and mm-hmm. if if you i think if you go to your average doctor and even if they look at some test results they might say it's fine and you use that word right. fine it's normal Right, yeah. normal, but normal isn't optimal or even good necessarily. When, when you look at the range on a test, you're like normal. And I always use the joke kind of, hey, if nor- if I had the decision to pay you thirty thousand a year or one hundred and twenty thousand a year, which one do you want? Right. I want the hundred and twenty, right? And so, if you want it to your hormones to be optimal, do you right. want the low or do you want the? It's normal, right? Yeah. And yeah. so, that's something that we kind of chase after is not so much the number as much as how the number reflects how you feel and how healthy you are, right? Because that's the other factor, because you can feel great and things aren't going on inside that are good too. So we always look at those things. Well, the other thing too is, is especially in the US population, and I'm not sure where the reference ranges come from, but like <laughs> normal in the US is not healthy. Right. Right? Right. And yeah. I would argue far from optimal yes. for most people, or at least for people that are striving to feel better, to perform better, to look better, perhaps. And and that's the number one thing is most of the people we work with are paying attention to what they eat. They're paying attention to how they move, you know, like exercise, whatever they, whatever their thing is. And they're noticing that things aren't adding up anymore. Right. And it's part of it. Sometimes we chalk it up. Ah, you're just getting older. Well, so what? Like, what, what does that mean? I have to like not be as happy and I shouldn't get the results from the effort. Like, and then people throw in the towel or we look at it and say, yeah, we can just optimize this and this. And all of a sudden you're back to feeling how you want to feel, which usually promotes better health anyway. Right. 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 Well, I was going to go in that exact same direction. Like as you age and if you're still putting forward the effort, but not seeing the results and you're feeling kind of worse and worse, then you're like, well, screw it. Like, why am I doing this? Yeah, and you just kind of keep right. letting it slide and it perpetuates that sort of 
you know, it does. fall into and then that's middle age, later age, that degeneration of mm-hmm. our bodies. And cause you, you, know, you, you were exercising now you stop. So now you're not as strong. You're more likely to get injured as you're older and things like that. You know, having strength as you age is what's going to help you avoid major pitfalls. Like at those, you know, like I think we're young, but you know, like that seventies and eighties, I hope we all get there and keep cranking through. And, you, and I want to be like, annoyingly energetic right to like my oh, grandkids mark, mark exactly. sisson level of yeah. like fitness yeah and, and i mean clearly he he optimizes things now, now bex let me let me talk to you about what were you experiencing that, that made you start to say well maybe there's some tweaks that need to happen even before getting a, a a blood test yeah so over the course of the last winter i and we should say you're 21 now <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah. thank you so we're both 38 to be clear yeah i'm 38 now i was 37 this winter but um, so I generally struggle a bit with like seasonal affective disorder. Thankfully, since I've been able to come back and forth to LA from Montana, that's been better, mm-hmm. but it was bad this winter. And it was like, it was not just seasonal affective disorder. It was like, I feel depressed, mm-hmm. you know, a malaise that, that has yeah. slipped into a sort of sadness. Yeah. And, yeah. and there wasn't like any dietary reason. There wasn't really any tangible lifestyle reason i was still you know getting in good workouts or putting in effort i wasn't mm-hmm. seeing the results that i wanted so that, that was another more depressed exactly so like, why It'd yeah be one thing if you're hitting ice cream every night right, right. or if you just stopped working out and you knew why yeah no right? no um and so it just felt like this cycle of like depression lack of energy lethargy malaise um and like I was getting crushed by my workouts. That was one thing that was just like a huge red flag was I was not recovering. I was having trouble getting through them um, despite not really changing anything on the um, on the diet front. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was kind of. And I think there were some other things there. There, there, was, there was sleep, right? Oh, some yeah. some well, sleep issues. And we can, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll go more into sleep. Um, but there were just some some signs. In fact, I've got this article that we'll talk about on the Maximal, uh, what to know about hormone imbalances and some of the the symptoms to say, well, you've got hormone imbalances. Name something that could go wrong with you, and it might have something to do with, with hormone imbalance in a way, right? For sure. It changes in heart rate, brittle, weak bones, uh, difficulty sleeping, irritability and anxiety, increased thirst, headaches, bloating, uh, reduced sex drive. These are all things that I, I want to talk about today. Now, Adam, you uh, at, at Renew Life RX, uh, your company, which is based in Houston, but you deal with people all over the place. Yeah, we're nationwide. So we yeah. have physicians throughout the country. I just physically sit there. It's it's a telemedicine hormone replacement therapy. So the reason we do that is it, it started with a lot of our client base was just were people that needed the service of helping facilitate that process, right? To get to the doctors, get the blood work, get it all organized. And so we built it really at a more of a high touch point customer care service, not like a usual medical experience, right? And this is the question I've been asking recently over the last couple of years is as I'm getting older is hormone replacement therapy, right? But what I like about your approach to all of this is you tend to make sure people have the other boxes checked first. It's not putting a Band-Aid on a problem. If I'm eating Twinkies every day and out drinking at night and not sleeping much or, and I'm not exercising, you, you, at first, you checked those boxes to make sure I was doing the, the appropriate things before asking, okay, if you've optimized these areas of your life, 
now maybe I mean, you ask questions like how, how do you sleep and, and and you know what are your sleep patterns and stuff once that's figured out that's when you look at at the hormones right yeah, it all matters and we want to go into this with the right expectation right so like if you're eating fast food five days a week and you're drinking six beers every night on the couch and you're about 50 pounds overweight and you haven't worked out since you're in college we're probably not the first place for you, right? You may need Tony Robbins, not uh, right? Someone just to motivate <laughs> you, get you going. And so, but the folks that are, like I said, paying attention, right? Like like what Becca said, she, she just noticed something was off, right? And we just noticed like, there's no reason why I shouldn't have the libido I have today. Or there's no reason why like my body just, I'm doing the same stuff. It's not it's not working, right? So they're paying attention. We have a solution for that. And then, then going through that conversation, right? We talk, we talk about how you manage stress. What does your life look like? Because- when we can get a little bit of a grip and some awareness on other things about like sleep, for example, people no no one sleeps good. Right. So we always are trying to figure that out. And then like, so like, uh, you know, Ben, we'll talk about different sleep routines. Right. So sometimes I'm watching some, something stressful on the TV and then try to hop in bed and fall asleep. It's not going to work as well as having a 20 minute stretch routine and screens down. like, you know, so we, we just try to bring that awareness to that stuff to say, Hey, listen, this isn't the magic pill or this isn't the magic process of hormones, but we're definitely going to help these, these areas so that you can actually manage some of these other areas. We've got some questions from our audience today. I thought we'd go ahead and dive into those. Our first one is from Hannah in San Diego. She writes in and says, how does stress affect our hormones? And I guess I would append that question by saying, what else affects our hormones? Um, and, and how do we naturally regulate our hormones? So some of the things you, you just touched on there, we, but how, how does, how does stress negatively or positively affect our hormones? Well, when you think of, so other parts of our hormones, like the fight or flight hormones, right? So the, the, if everything is an emergency, everything's 911, every ping in your phone, every email, like all that stuff, your cortisol levels are cranking, your adrenaline's cranking, like you're just always stressed. And when you're doing that, you're flooding your system with hormones that are not necessary, right? Because you're just, you're psychologically managing something a little bit different. So that that is, it, it just crushes DHEA levels and testosterone levels, and, and, and it really can cause a lot of bad balance in the body, right? And so that's why, like I said just a second ago, we talk about stress. We talk about what stresses you out, how do you manage, you live it, and we can look at you know someone's DHEA levels and just say, hey look, we can increase DHEA, it's a supplement, you can get over the counter and actually help regulate your cortisol levels so that you can sleep better and that you may find less stress, less anxiety, right? And, and and it's just having the right hormone sometimes in the right place that's needed. But your stress and my stress and, and Becca's stress can be different. So we all need something different. And the best way to figure that out is to look at the blood work, yep. right? Because it doesn't lie. Yeah. And so we, always, we have a motto, we say, stop guessing and start testing. It's kind of cheesy, but it, it's real, right? It, it, it works. That's good. Um, some of the other things though is, you know, we, especially testosterone too often is equated to, you know, working out and strength and athleticism and, and you know, muscles and stuff like that, which scares women often. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, is testosterone can help from confidence, right? Just like I could say, if your testosterone's low, I could say, hey, Josh, good new haircut. And you could be like, oh man, Adam doesn't like my haircut. But if your testosterone's high, you might say, oh, all right, glad, yeah, I'm looking good. And it's a difference of how sometimes we see ourselves based on, where our hormone levels are, right? And testosterone yeah. can be a big indicator with, I mean, you're thinking of 
decision-making better, right? Less wish-washy on things and all that stuff, confidence, and all those things come from our hormones. Right, right? and it's having the, the right amount as well because uh, you can also look at you know the average prisoner in America, the prison population has some of the highest testosterone right. in, in our country as well. Um, and I have a, a doctor friend of mine who, who brings this up every time we, we talk about testosterone and my, my retort to that is yeah you can also look at the nba and find some of the highest testosterone oh, 100%. as well and so like it's it's having optimal levels now bex when when we did the tests you were you were shocked by how low your your testosterone levels were i was both shocked and not shocked okay yeah. maybe shocked and relieved yeah you had an answer to, yeah you know which is usually the goal right mm -hmm. find the solution yeah. you want to talk about that how low my testosterone was yeah sure <laughs> uh, yeah, because don't, women don't think i mean especially a woman your age you're not really thinking about like i need to increase my testosterone i mean right. even though you do effectively what i would call crossfit workouts it doesn't have that moniker but uh, when i see what's going on at, at your gym it's it's basically <laughs> that yeah yeah um yeah i, I guess i prior to getting te doing the testing um i just assumed that i'd have decent testosterone because you know i I do weightlifting, weight training, like, yeah. and not just like high reps, low weights. It's like yeah, throw throw weights around, um, and but it also didn't surprise me. You know, I was on birth control, the hormonal birth control for over a decade. Over a decade, mm -hmm. exactly. Um, and I'd done some prior research when after getting off that, um, my sex drive was just gone, mm. and so I realized at that point that. Oftentimes, the hormonal birth control that many women on, especially young women, like they, we kind of do this, this pattern where when we're young, we do like the hormonal, you know, daily birth control, mm -hmm. and then we kind of graduate from that to some others, maybe like longer form birth control, and then, you know, maybe in our thirties or after we've had a couple kids, we start considering like an IUD, which is a more permanent, less fussy remedy. Um, but when I got off the hormonal birth control, um, yeah, I started doing some research and apparently it really blunts your testosterone production mm -hmm. and that afterwards it doesn't come back. We see women. You know? So we don't work with a lot of men under 30, but we do work with some women under 30, um, because birth control or even having a kid can, I mean, right. I, I can think of a 23 year old girl who's healthy, fit, had a baby and just jacked her hormones up. Yeah. Right. And so what the cool thing with women, younger women is sometimes adding testosterone for a short amount of time can like restart the wheel and then they renormalize because once you get the testosterone up to where it should be the body's like oh yeah we felt better here that was great and then you can pull it out and the body will continue to do it to that almost to that extent nice yeah it's nice. pretty cool as we get older though our body's not as resilient and right. it doesn't want especially for guys like you know you can have a guys you can have an injury up a, a riding your bike and hit yourself injury a testicular injury something like that and just that you have low testosterone. That actually happened to me. I had low testosterone at like 23. Oh, but wow. I was fit. I worked out like a maniac. So the doctor's like, what do you really want this for? But uh -huh. and, and so that was something that it helped me become a little bit more compassionate to people who have these needs. And there wasn't really a solution out there for them um, to get it done. Yeah. yeah, I know with me, any doctor I went to with my testosterone levels, they always said it's it, it was normal, right? Right. And, but it didn't feel normal. Like my libido wasn't non-existent, but it wasn't great. And I didn't, I just didn't feel, 
I didn't feel consistent. I didn't feel the, the energy. And so what we did after looking at my blood work, which we'll go over here in a bit, um, was determined like, okay, maybe we need to add a little bit of testosterone in to see if that, if that changes the way that, that you feel. And there were a few other things that we looked at as well, DHEA and, and for sleep, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think we're at this phase where we're still tweaking a little bit Mm -hmm. and figuring out what works and, and what won't work and what, what is the more permanent solution. But I can tell you, and I I thanked you personally, but I might as well thank you on the podcast here. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, we've made some significant changes, um, well, made significant tweaks that are like pivots. But if you make a 15 degree pivot in one direction, you end up in a completely different destination a month later, two months later, five months later. And, And that's really what I'm learning here. It's not the the magic pill or bullet or whatever, or magic cream, I guess, in, in this right. case, what it is, is it is a way for us to, to enhance the already good habits that, that are, that are there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that what's great too, is a couple doing that journey together. We see the most success too, because there are a couple things. Sometimes we can be resentful when one of, <clears throat> one of the spouses is feeling great. Right. Yeah. And, or the other side of it is think of it about two individuals in a place that love each other. <clears throat> they're attracted to each other, but like, they just, they're like, I don't even know why I don't want to like pursue intimacy and pl- that playfulness. And, and that can be hormones. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it could lead to just a, a, a bunch of other things. But if their hormones are optimized now, they're a little bit more like, Hey, I don't want to, you know, and, yeah. it, and it's, and then you're playful and, the, and it's good for the relationship. And like, all of that stuff could come from just, uh, you know, having better hormones. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's important. That was one thing that stood out in the questions that got asked. There were, what, 130 questions or something? About hormones. About yeah. hormones. That, yeah, so I solicited. On, on her Instagram. Yeah, I oh, solicited cool. for questions for yes. this. And, at, um, at Minimal Wellness, by, by the way, if you want to follow her. <laughs> yeah. And um, not a single question. I think they were all from women, to be fair. Mm. But, like, still, not a single question about sex drive. And that just blew my mind blew my mind well i think we're often in, in public we're embarrassed to talk about these things yeah and well, cause they think look something's wrong with us right you know and it's not but it just can be a hormone imbalance yeah or or you know what if something is quote unquote wrong right. it's okay to have something wrong especially if you're trying to pursue some sort of solution toward improving it right, right. and with, with me and bex like we've had a great sex life for the last five years but i, I can tell you recently it's been even better and, and so, so like, uh, by tweaking a few things, now she has to like hide in the bathroom and right. lock herself in there. Uh, I'm chasing her around the house and stuff. But I think it's fun. I think yes, it, it can. It could potentially save relationships. Absolutely. It could save marriages, yeah. and and it can save the way you look at yourself and all those things. And that's what really got me in this space ten years ago because I saw that outcome of it. I was like, whoa, that's powerful. Yeah. Oh, we got another question here. Oh, uh, before we get to that, Hannah, let me send you a couple tickets to our tour stop. We're going to go on tour in a few months here and we have a stop in San Diego. We have uh, actually, we're taking the podcast on the road to a bunch of cities. Cool. You can find the dates uh, over at theminimalists.com slash tour. We're going to have a, a guest in each city, also a musical guest. We're going to do a live version of the podcast and some other spe- special things as well. TheMinimalists.com slash tour to find a city near you. If your city isn't there, you can just uh, enter your email address. We'll notify you when we are coming to the city closest to you. But uh, Hannah, we'll send you a couple tickets to our San Diego event. Diana from Instagram has a question. 
What's the link between hormones and anxiety and depression? Is it different for women than it is for men? So Adam, uh, Bex was, was talking about this earlier. Like there was there was something that was off this winter, and it can be seasonal. It can be you know a lack of vitamin D, which is a hormone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now now, do you find that it's different for men and women, and and what hormones contribute to this this anxiety and depression? Yeah, I think that you know the number one thing we believe is testosterone is a good foundational hormone to address first. And why uh, is it the sort of why is it the uh, the silver bullet for so many people because it seems like when you fix that other things fall in line yeah it's because it's like a dominant hormone right so you know when you think of testosterone you don't think of like wimpy whiny little right you think big strong and that's really like what it can do in your body so it can it can change just how you respond to things how you react things like that and so just from the question about stress and anxiety like some things may not bother you if your testosterone's optimized, but if your testosterone's low, it's just it's going to affect you more. You're more likely to be bothered by it. Um, and testosterone, when testosterone's in a place where it should be for your body, where your body's happy with your testosterone levels, other areas regulate too. Whether it's estrogen, estradiol, which are both important for men and women, um, DHEA levels, even thyroid issues. You know, we see every time, just about, we see thyroid function improvement when testosterone is optimal, right? Mm-hmm. So instead of loading someone with thyroid and didn't even check that, you know, like a woman in particular didn't even check their testosterone is super low, potentially elevating their testosterone to a better level for their lifestyle could eliminate the need for any thyroid intervention, right? And so some of those things are just never looked at. That makes sense. With how many people are on thyroid medications, especially it's the, women, it's that the seems most like overly prescribed yeah. hormone drug in the country. Without we deal a with a lot of people through minimal wellness, mm-hmm. minimalwellness.com, by the way, <laughs> uh, and, and uh, a lot of people just mention thyroid like right away, right? It's like yeah. a thing that comes up, and I think often it's it's a guess. Everybody's too, right? got a thyroid issue, it's <laughs> right? Like, the, and, and sometimes we see their blood work. We're like, no, you don't. You actually don't. Uh-huh. You may have a discipline issue with yeah. your nighttime eating or, or something like or you're an extreme person that like you know like i think I went like the comp- competitive fitness people a lot of times are like you know the extreme diets and stuff like that you can jack your thyroid up uh-huh. you know like all kinds of different things yeah. stress and stuff like that too can jack your thyroid yeah, up absolutely. all right well uh diana let me send you because one of the thing to think about with respect to depression is your values and we have a free values worksheet on our website theminimalists.com slash v you can download that there's also an essay there called how to understand your values and i think quite often we experience anxiety not specifically depression but anxiety we experience quite a bit when our actions don't align with our values well if you don't know what your values are it's pretty hard to align your daily actions with your long-term values so i want you to get really clear on what your values are ryan and i believe there are four different types of values and there are specific examples there over at theminimalists.com slash v you can check that out all right it's time for our lightning round adam bex this is where we answer questions uh, from or the text message questions from our audience. You can text your questions and comments to 937-202-4654. Those texts literally go to Ryan's and my phones. We answer as many as we can via text. But we also answer some here on the podcast. Now, 
Adam, during the lightning round, this is where we do our best to answer questions with a short, shareable, less than 140 character response. Mm. We call them minimal maxims. Podcast Sean puts them in the show notes so people can copy and share our pithy answers on social media if they'd like. Uh, all of our pithy answers are now in one place as well, minimalmaxims.com. Really, we just ramble on a bit until we get something that's that's tweetable or not. Got it. Uh, Kimberly has a question for us. Bex, you want to read this question for us? Yeah. So Kimberly asks, what's the best way to determine hormone levels? Blood work. <laughs> read it. That is pithy. Yes, you had a good pithy answer earlier. What about the testing? What was the... the, the... Uh, stop guessing, start testing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah that, that, so, so, I mean, that is the thing. You know, we, we often hear you can't... Uh, manage what you what you don't measure and, and that's really the same thing I mean for me my pithy answer is actually in that same vein it's hard to fix a problem without a name yeah, and great. so sometimes like this this winter Bex you were like right. something feels off well feels off is not a diagnosis really right and hard to fix a problem without a name can also lead to depression too because mm -hmm. just mm. when you reach that point of like I, I can't solve this. Like I'm no longer qualified to figure out what is going on with me and I don't even know where else to be in, right? That's the, that's going to take you to depression. Yeah. Right. And so when you can be a resource and, you know, go things like the blood work and say, Oh, guess what? Your testosterone's real low. That's why. And you're like, Oh, right. The answer is there. Yeah. Now we feel better. We feel confident because there's a, there's potentially a path of what we can go into. And, and uh, it's game changing. And if people want to do a test, they can just go to renewliferx.com. You can yeah, just fill out the information. One of our team, one of our wellness coordinators will call them and like roll them right through the process. And by the way, I don't get anything for telling you to, to go there. I want to be clear. You know, we don't do any advertisements or anything like that. It's just Adam's helped both of us. And I thought this would be really compelling for our audience, both men and women, because a lot of people are starting to ask that question. They feel like Bex, where like, I feel like I'm doing things right, but something is off. I felt the same way, and and something was off, and then getting the test made a lot of sense. Also, um, we got COVID tests through, through you. That's how Bex and I found out we definitively, we thought we had COVID, but like mm -hmm. we knew definitively after doing the antibodies test, uh, which are on your website as well. Yeah, we can sometimes just, we just add that to the panel if people want to get that done. And, and so like just the hormone panel is, you know, it's usually, unless we do something special, it's right around $300, which is the testing, the overview and all that stuff, which is pretty affordable to potentially yeah. solve a major question going right. on in your life, right? Yeah. Considering yeah. how good we feel right now, <laughs> yeah, it's a very good investment. Good. Yeah. Yes, indeed. It's good to hear. Uh, Bex, do you have something pithy for us? Yes. I said data is good, but it's useless without corrective and supporting lifestyles. That's the other thing, too, because you can get this test and look at it and frame it and look at right. it every day. But if it if it doesn't mean you make some sort of corrections in your own life, in your own habits, or in, in supplementation if necessary, then... It's just data, right? And there's sometimes where we just, there doesn't everybody we see we doesn't mean we help. Like if we can't help you, we're not going to help you from that standpoint. But we definitely are going to at least try to direct you in a place to where you know we just look at some other things and figure out. We had a guy recently whose testosterone was like through the roof high, uh -huh. and his sex hormone binding globulin was through the roof high, like highest I've ever seen. I've probably seen ten thousand people's blood work. You know what I mean? So <laughs> the highest I've ever seen. That's why I told him I said, "Listen, I want you to understand." It's not like, oh yeah, you're kind of high. The highest I've ever seen. Wow. And so we just advised him on somewhere potentially local to pursue, like just to see what's going on. And, and you know, because it's very unique and different, a little bit out of our wheelhouse potentially. All right, well, before we get into our added value segment today, it looks like we got a bunch more surprise questions this week. Here are a few of them. I'm dead set against hormone replacement therapy. 
Do I need more education? We'll talk about that. Also, we're going to talk more about how diet, sleep, sunlight, and exercise affect our hormones. We'll talk more about sex drive. We're going to talk about skin and hair health and how that's tied to hormones for sure. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about acne problems, pregnancy, birth control, hypothyroidism, and mental health. And we're also going to review Bex's and my before and after hormone test results. And we're going to talk about how we made some subtle improvements. Actually, we made some subtle changes that made big improvements in our life. Plus, we got a million more questions for Adam Lamb. And if you want to hear all that, check out our maximal episodes on the Minimalist Private Podcast. It's a completely separate podcast, and it's just a couple bucks. And it's the most honest way for the minimalist to earn an income because we don't believe in advertisements. So we make money only if you find value in and support what we create. Head on over to theminimalists.com slash support to subscribe and get your personal link so that our private podcast plays in your favorite podcast app. And here are some voicemail comments and tips from our listeners this week. Philly from the UK here. I've been catching up on your podcasts and occasionally hear people who want to give up convenience shopping, such as Amazon, to help them avoid mindless consumption. This won't work for everyone, but I have found that I can often completely switch off the desire for a brand if I look into their production in more detail. This could be the way they treat people, the planet, animals, how they deal with toxic waste, what they invest in and so on. In the UK, this information is easily found with the magazine Ethical Consumer, but I do pay to subscribe to them. Some of their research is free. I don't know if there is a US equivalent, but they do cover many global brands. I find this helps me create a barrier to easy consumption and it has helped me avoid acquiring countless items over the past few years and also ensures I'm very intentional about what I do buy. Hopefully this could help others too. My name is Betsy. I'm from upstate New York. I have a message for Jean, the woman on your podcast about building a tiny house um, and she was looking for ways to minimize her kitchen. Um, I recommend uh, looking into an instant pot. It's a all-in-one pressure cooker, slow cooker, rice cooker, yogurt maker. I, It's best if you uh, YouTube or Google it rather than listen to me rave about it, but it sure saves a lot of space and uh, it saves on extra appliances. All right, y'all, for this minimal episode, that's it for now. I want to thank you, Adam Lamb, for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank uh, you. I'll encourage folks to go to RenewLifeRx.com. Also, we didn't get a chance to talk about this, but maybe we'll get to it on the maximum episode. You wrote a book called Better Than the Binge, Overcoming the Social Obligation of Alcohol. So we'll put a link to this book in there as well because, um, I mean, there are a lot of people who – struggle with alcohol or maybe don't even realize that they struggle with alcohol and, and become dependent on it without realizing they're dependent. And the, uh, the thing I often hear is, well, I'm not an alcoholic. I just drink four or five. Well, there's times always somebody worse, right? Yeah. So that's okay. I'm not as bad as Jim. So right. I'm all right. Right. And so, so you talk about your own journey of, of letting that go for 90 days and what that did for your life and, and then how you move forward from there. Uh, we'll put a link to that book in the show notes as well, but renewliferx.com will be in the show notes for folks to check out as well if you're interested in testing or if you have any questions for Adam as well. Uh, for added value this week, I was going to recommend Lionel Shriver's new book, but we, Bex and I, since Bex is here, we've been reading a book at night um, by James Fry called Katarina. So uh, Bex and I, just we, we read together every night. That's awesome. And uh, like right before bed. He and reads to me. Yes. Really? We don't yeah. read together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. I would love for my wife to read. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Very yeah. Relaxing. Um, 
but it's funny because we're talking about testosterone hormones and all this other stuff and it's a very sort of uh, uh, sex riddled book oh and, and yeah, so, like you're really yeah. gonna recommend it <laughs> yes it's it. yeah I'm, I'm going to caveat it um, yeah awesome. it's funny because reading it out loud often leads to sex immediately after there you go um, so it's, we it, didn't realize it was that way when we no. started the book. No, There's but it's another disclaimer. It's beautifully written as well, yeah. and uh, it works very well auditorily. So a great book, uh, James Fry, Katarina. We'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. That's our added value this week. And real quick for right here, right now, here's one thing that's going on in the life of the minimalist. We have a side project called Minimalism Life. It's sort of the best of minimalist well-being so that's the minimalist and then also minimalist design that's our friends over at minimalissimo uh, carl in particular and then minimalist travel our friends at five style we came together and we started this side project called minimalism life and it's the best of minimalism for all, from all walks of life and the website for that is minimalism.life if you want to follow beautiful photos of minimalism life you can do that on instagram as well it's just at minimalism life on instagram or at minimalism on twitter it's a great side project it's really beautiful uh, we have three writers over there who also write about minimalism. You can find all kinds of architecture and design, free wallpapers, uh, minimalist wallpapers for your smartphone or desktop as well. Minimalism.life is the website. You can follow The Minimalists on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Minimalists. Come to one of our live podcast shows. Just visit theminimalists.com slash tour to find a city near you. If you have a question, comment, or minimalism tip for our podcast, email a voice memo to podcast at theminimalists.com. You can comment on this episode at youtube.com slash theminimalists. And if you want our show notes in your inbox, sign up for our email list over at theminimalists.com. You'll also receive our simple Sunday emails whenever we send those. And if you leave here today with just one message... We hope it's this. Love people and use things. Because the opposite never works. Thanks for listening, y'all. We'll see you next time. Every little thing you think that you need. Every little thing you think that you need. Every little thing that's just feeding your greed. Oh, I bet that you'd be fine without it.